Hello, fellow teachers. Welcome to the EduWell Podcast, a show created for teachers, by teachers, with teachers. I'm Alex Bush. And I'm Chelsea Henderson. With over 30 years of combined teaching experience, we're here to help you find balance in your professional and personal lives. Join us as we dive into a well of information, exploring insights, strategies, and practical tips that you can apply both within and beyond your classroom walls. So whether you're new to teaching or a seasoned expert, this podcast is for you. Let's be well and do well together. together. Welcome back to the show. In the last two episodes, we talked about making connections with students and building community in our classrooms. And now we want to focus on keeping our own wells full. As teachers, we're doing all kinds of work to create safe and comfortable communities and connections in our classrooms. But what about our own spaces? So true. We spend so much time and effort taking care of all the students in front of us, all the students in the hallway. We're always on. What are we doing to take care of ourselves? Who are we connecting with and who is supporting us? Because as we mentioned in the first episode, having a solid support system will help us in all the stages of the cycle. So we're going to talk today about three areas that we should all focus on when it comes to creating and maintaining professional and personal communities. We're going to talk about actually physically showing up and some of the challenges we may face in this area. We're going to talk about how saying no to other people is saying yes to yourself. So stick around because you deserve it. We are currently still in the anticipatory phase of the cycle, but we know that disillusionment may be on the horizon. So true. And we can prepare for that and we can prevent that feeling, but it takes some work. So at work, we do have our colleagues and we can relate to each other. We can talk shop, we can laugh, we can share. This is all absolutely necessary. But we are dealing with some challenges as teachers right now that can definitely have a strain on our work and our relationships. So how do we navigate the road when things get bumpy? So in the last episode, we talked a lot about community building in the classroom, which benefits the teacher. But there's also community building that you can do personally for yourself within your staff with your colleagues. And I love the enrichment of going into the staff room and having conversations and having laughs and sharing ideas and sharing about, you know, parts of your life and getting to know people. I find that to be a really important build. And there are times where education has become incredibly challenging. And so you want those conversations that you have, you want them to have balance. You want Mm -hmm. them to kind of fill the well. And sometimes you need to like release the pressure. Right. Release the pressure. We need to vent sometimes. We need to vent sometimes. And so it's really finding um, that balance in, in are all the conversations that you're having, are you getting the space to be able to say what you need to say and have your venting moments? And then move on from them. And then move on from them and have the conversations that, that you know, are supportive and helping to fill the well. And that is an incredible challenge because professionally, if you're going to the staff room all the time and venting, you get caught in that negativity yeah. loop and everybody kind of can get sucked in. And it's really not, it's not fixing anything, right? But right. it is also necessary. Yeah. So how do you kind of build a space where... You know, you can have it, ha- have the vent, but you can also not drown in the negativity, right? Yeah. It's that I, balance I, piece. I, I think it's about, it's really about how are you showing up in these conversations? And it's definitely about the mindset. I mean, we're going to be talking about mindset. Every, forever. Every, forever. Yeah. For the rest, forever. 
<laughs> yeah, well, it's really important. I mean, it's the language that you use in the interactions that you're having. I think for me, I, I'm just going to share that the staff room is a space where there's a lot of different people, right? Yep. So the conversations, you it's know, like you, a classroom. It's like a classroom, <laughs> and and everyone is listening, and everyone has an opinion, and I don't think it is necessarily the space to to do the full the full vent. You know, you have to have people in your life where you can lean on to have a conversation where you just really let everything out. And and the staff room is, is not necessarily a space where you can do that full throttle. Fair? Right. Yeah. I mean, if we're having the same negative conversations over and over, then all we're doing is training our brain to keep having these types of conversations. If every day we go into work and we expect a negative experience, well, then that's what we're going to get. Yeah. We talk about training the brain all the time and forming pathways in our brains. So that's what we're doing when we show up like this, training ourselves to be negative. And it becomes a habit that we can then project onto other people. Yeah. I mean, I've done it. I've done it at work. I've done it at (laughs) home. And it takes an awareness to stop doing it. Yeah. And, and I think that when you start doing it more and more, you start building your relationships based on mm-hmm. like the complaint cycle, like, you know, the back and forth about everything that's, that's, that's wrong. Misery loves misery, right? Misery. Yeah. Isn't it? Misery loves company, Chelsea. Maybe I'm wrong. That's is it exactly misery? what it is? Okay. I was sorry. making sure you knew that. I do appreciate, I appreciate that. It was like a <laughs> skill testing question. I try. Yeah. So I, I know for me, I have a few people in my life who I can just, you know, full on vent beginning, middle, end, not worry that that information, you know, will ever be shared or the fact that I melted down will ever be shared. And and in the staff room, I, I use it more of a place as a place for support. So yes, I share in the staff room, you know, yeah. but I think you're absolutely right. You start to train your mind to be a certain way and, and watching what you're putting out there is really important. Right. And you can change it by catching yourself. That's what I do. I'll catch myself when something negative comes from my mouth and then I can reroute that thought. And often if I don't catch myself, it's evident in the face of the person that I am talking to. I see this a lot. <laughs> so I'll say it again. It takes awareness and focus to shift that mindset. I'm not saying you're walking around with a smile painted on your face all the time. I'm I'm saying personally, I think about how I'm going to show up in social situations, whether it's work or my personal life. And I ask myself, like, this is a strategy for me. Yeah. How do you want to show up here? Right. I want to be my best self. And I know that that seems like an extra step and not everyone has to do that. Absolutely. But it's something I do as like a mental preparation in certain situations. I don't have to do it all the time, but I do it often so that I don't fall down that hole of negativity. Yeah, it's a rabbit hole. A rabbit hole. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because when we do fall, it does take that much longer to actually climb back out of it, right? Because you're in that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting that you say that. If you check yourself, like, mm-hmm. let's say before mm-hmm. you enter a space, you check yourself, mm-hmm. what am I bringing into this space? And you kind of do that every time. When you're finally at that moment where you get to the point where you can't check yourself, then people are more inclined to be supportive and listen to you and support you in that moment if that's not the way that you are all the time. People kind of get used to like a certain level of like crankiness, let's say. And if that's always the way that you're showing up, then people are less inclined to support you. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, checking yourself. Right. I want to mention an idea that I live by and, and it's this. 
If you're walking around thinking that everyone else around you is an idiot, you might be the idiot. Yeah, you might be. And I heard this from <laughs> Rob Dial, who is the host of The Mindset Mentor, which is a great podcast that I listen to uh, regularly. And essentially, he's saying that if you have a problem with everything and everyone around you, the problem probably lies within you. So it kind of goes back to that mindset idea. We have to look through different lenses and find those positives because when we're training the brain to choose joy over negativity, then we are developing this habit of choosing joy. And I'm sorry, I'm going to keep saying this, choose joy. I say this because this is my latest kind of mantra that I'm repeating in my life right now. I've heard this phrase obviously before, but it's just a few weeks ago that I was filling out my daily planner yeah the one that the one I that you're in addicted and it's super to your daily cute it's super cute <laughs> this one's not digital it's actually for my personal life and it's on paper but it's really cute and it's got all those quotes in it and I had a, so many things to do and I was kind of feeling overwhelmed but all of these things were things that I can absolutely do no problem you know yeah and I turned the page and the quote was choose joy And it really just hit me, okay? True story, I was just like, you know what? Yes, I can do all of these things. I am grateful that I can do all of these things. So I'm gonna feel good about that and I'm gonna get them done. And it's just instantly shifted my mindset. So now I'm saying that every time I get into a situation where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I want to, should I? I just say choose joy. And it's been really helpful for me. Well, okay. So as you're, you're, I'm learning from you, I'm listening here. So I'm picturing myself having to to do tasks, right? So you have a list of things, you got to go to the grocery store, you've got to pick up items. I'm visualizing myself feeling annoyed and frustrated right. by the line, mm-hmm. by the space, whatever it may be. But the flip on that is, wow, am I ever lucky that I don't have to go into the bush for 12 hours and wait for a deer that may never come. <laughs> <laughs> to like, no, to, to to move forward to be able to feed my family. I get to show up at a store where my food has been grown for me and all the work was done. Yeah. I get to pick and choose from thousands of different uh, international foods. I get to go home where I have electricity. Like, I, I, you know, if you kind of reframe it and flip it a little bit, you realize how much there is to be grateful for, right? How, how life is complaining instead about, of complaining and realizing that. And it does shift your mindset. I don't know that I'm getting to joy on it, but I'm definitely a gratitude. <laughs> if I can get myself to joy, then then am I ever okay. am I ever lucky? Okay, well another way that you could look at it is what is this situation teaching me or what did I learn from that? So if you go back to the waiting in line situation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Did you learn patience from that? Did you learn that it was someone's first day on the job and they needed some compassion? That's also something that I do because you can learn something. You can take something away from every situation. Some of them you have to try really hard. Yeah. But it's a kind of a cool way to look at things. <clears throat> okay. I'm going back to the lineup one more time. Here's one more that I've learned. My mother taught me this one. Find something beautiful and look at it and focus on it. Oh, you know, and that's, that's just lovely. what you, you know, you just look <laughs> at it and you focus on that. You don't focus on the thing that is agitating you. You find something beautiful. I think like I'm bringing this back to the staff room at, at this point and, and into those, you know, awesome opportunities to have conversations with peers. And, and one of the things that I often say is I have to go to work. I have to go to work. I'm going to shift that to I get to go to work. I love that. Yeah. Because there was a time where mm-hmm. I didn't have a job and getting my career was the most important thing in the world. Well, I've got that. So I get to go to work. And let me be clear. There's a lot of frustrations and a lot of things that that I wish, 
you know, we're different and there's always going to be things that need to shift and change. But I still get to go to work and I am very lucky. So that's when we talk about language and what we bring to the space, we don't even realize sometimes that the words that we're using, the words that we're choosing to use could be sending out messages that we don't necessarily want to send out. Yeah. Simple shifts make a world of difference. Yeah. Yeah. And looking for those beautiful things around you. Good yeah. advice from your mom. But, and okay, one more back to you is the, you know, looking at every situation as what can I learn from it? What is the challenge? What is the opportunity? What did I learn from it? I think we're done with with our first big idea, which is how do you show up to the I like space. it, but I just want to do, I do want to say that if you are still waiting in that lineup after we have talked for e, this long about it, no. you e. could just get your um, earbuds out, put them in and listen to this podcast. Also oh. a great way to pass the time. That was quite the beer. Now <laughs> we have veered away a little bit from how we're showing up, but let's talk about actually showing up. Like... Being face-to-face with people, okay? So having a social life. Important. Important. Sometimes difficult. Very difficult. Especially at report card time. Oh, big time. Yeah. Close the blinds and the windows and turn the TV off for a week straight. Don't talk to me. Don't invite me anywhere. I'll be out of commission for a week, for like (laughs) three weeks straight. Yeah. There's the the pre-routine, the during routine, the post-routine. Right. So if we have a lot of things going on in our lives, it can be really tough to show up in our own communities. So it can be hard to make time to see the people that we really want and need to see, like your family or your friends or your partner or maybe time with your pet. And I'm even going to say yourself. These very important social networks in our lives can suffer. We can forget our own groups and we can isolate what's important, right? Yeah. And and your career that you do, you could end up going away. You could take a year off and someone will replace you. Within your family and your network of friends, you are, you're a main character mm-hmm. and, and you have <laughs> right. to make sure that you're nurturing those relationships too. I know in the past, I have put family on the back burner for a career during stressful times and stressful times were the whole year. And so when I look back, I always think I wish that I had done things differently. Now, I was always in survival mode when I was more at the beginning of my career, but I did sacrifice time with friends and time with family. And so if I look back, I I regret that. Just sharing that. (laughs) Right. But it would have been hard to change at the time, considering that you were putting so much time and effort into your work. Right. So hindsight is 2020. That's right. So I'll look at it with a positive <laughs> there lens. There you go. Oh, okay. Positive. Oh, thank okay. you. What's something beautiful yeah. you can pull out of this? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, personally, I find this to be the most challenging area in my own life right now. This is the stage that I'm in right now. And I've been in it for a few years. And I'm going to tell you what I do about that. And it sounds maybe a little bit impersonal, but um, that's the opposite of what it is in my mind, actually. <laughs> Yeah, let's hear it. On top of the many students that I have in my classes, you know, there's a variety of people in my life who require my attention and who I want to give this attention to, but it's never an even playing field. I mean, I have friends and family who live very close to me and I struggle to pop in and catch up with them. Yeah. It's about, again, being more intentional. Uh, But what I do is I schedule chunks of time and I actually call it thoughtful time, which is you know, a pretty basic name, but I don't really have time to think of a new you, one right you, now. <laughs> you have a lot of really cool uh, labels for the different things that you're doing. That, seeking joy was one I learned. I love that one. Yep. 
Time bundling is mine, and I know you're a time bundler. Always. But uh, I really I really like what you just called this one. Say it again, please. It's just thoughtful time. Thoughtful it's time. It's not very creative, but I'm working on it. I like it. Um, yeah, so that's it. So in a, in a, in my super cute planner that I was talking about where I found the choose joy thing, um, <laughs> I schedule items like check in with this person, get together with this person, you know, walk with Alex, send a happy birthday on this day. And it's not like I add a time and a day for these things, you know, unless it actually is a birthday. Right. Um, but I just have them in there as reminders to make sure that I am checking in with the people who need me and the people who I need in my life. Well, that's okay. That's all about prioritization. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. you make lists for work and, and it's actually setting aside and honoring and respecting that this is important. I am doing this. By adding it to a list, you are prioritizing something and you're almost saying, I have an appointment to do this. So, you know, when, when you, at work, you have all these deadlines and things that you have to do every day. Adding in something that is important to you in your personal life that fills your well, it just, it pushes it up on the importance scale. Mm-hmm. So I do something similar and I have like a list of to-dos and I categorize them. And, and I play with the ones I put on the top of the page and at the bottom. Sometimes work is at the bottom and yep. sometimes work is at the top. But I have a family section, a friend section, a house section, a career section, a wellness section, a health section, or, you know, yeah, education. And, and I make lists in each of those areas. And some weekends, it's like I am prioritizing me well, and I am prioritizing family. And everything that's in those sections of the list, I do those things. And other weeks, I need to prioritize work, but friends still make the list of things that I am going to accomplish. Not that I'm accomplishing friends, that doesn't make sense, but I'm going to make sure I put time aside right. for friends to nurture ch- that part of my life. That's right. Yeah. It's not a chore. It's not a task. No. It's a, a much needed enjoyment in our own lives, in your own life. It's an experience that mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that there is time carved out for because it's equally as important as working on a day plan. Because it what it's what allows me to go in and enact the day plan is to have had that personal connection with someone that I care about. And by doing that, it allows me personally to be more present in those times with these people. You know, I know I'm doing this right now. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. I'm going to ask myself, how do I want to show up in this situation? And I'm going to show up. I'm going to be present with that person because it's there. That's something that I'm going to do. And I guess my big takeaway from this is that it is good for you. It is good for your friend. And if you need to think about it in this context, then that also helps you as a teacher. Because, you know, bringing it full circle, this is about the challenge and opportunity of being a teacher. That's right. So don't it, miss it, out on those opportunities with friends and family and say yes. Yes, say yes, but also say no. Say no. Say Just yes and say about no. <laughs> saying no because I am a huge fan of not making plans. Let, let's name it. Reduce and say no. I want this message to go out there. If you have to say no to something, when you say no to something, it is because you are saying yes to something else. Yeah. And when you say no, it is okay to say no. I feel like we are taught that we always have to say yes and dedicate our time to what other people are asking of us. The reality is, is we only have so many hours to give in a day, in a week, in a month. And we get to decide where those hours go. And sometimes to make that happen, we have to say the word no. I love 
the feeling because it can be super hard to do right to say no or, or you can have that fear of missing out on something whatever it may be but I love the feeling of after I have said no to something and then being in that other space where whatever it is I'm doing that I said no to and just enjoying that yes. and knowing that that was the right decision for me it really helps you say no again the next time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and you you sometimes have to say no in work and sometimes you have to say no in your professional life. And mm-hmm. you had, uh, you uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. I learned about something else called JOMO. I hope I'm saying that right. And it's joy of missing out. So yes, you might be missing out on the event that would have maybe caused you stress because you had to give hours of your time to get ready and, and be there and bring something you say no to that, but it brings, you're saying yes to what you really need in that moment, which is I need time alone in my house to relax, to spend time with my family or to listen to oh, a podcast. Oh, no. Good idea. Why not Good one? idea. I like that uh, idea. Or to watch Netflix or to like make a meal. I don't know what it is, but it fills your well, right? Even more. So you, yes, you're saying no to one thing. But you are saying yes to something that in that moment is more important to you. Right. So in going back to saying that I'm sort of in a time in my life where things are really, really busy, this is kind of huge for me right now where I do need to say no to many other things to do the things that I want to do. And I also know not to wait for that. You know, I used to think, oh, I'll wait for the right time. Well, I don't do that anymore. I always felt like I had to constantly be busy or constantly say yes. And I then ended up spread way too thin. And when I finally discovered Jomo, it was was a big eye-opener for me. And yeah, I think too, throwing this out there, you just mentioned about seasons in your life. You have you know, younger kids. And so the obligation to drive and to be a part, it's not just about your schedule, it's about other people's schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm speaking from a different space where I get to run my own schedule a lot of the time. And if I said no to other things, I'm not impacting, you know, there's independence in in the family that I have now. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's important when we talk about this, that we acknowledge that depending on the season of your life, it's easier or harder to say yes and no, right? Like you do get to a point where you are running your own time a lot more. That's something you have to look forward to. Right. Right. But that you're already discovering that you can carve out time for yourself now. Like yeah. I'm jealous. I'm retroactively jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else is really helpful with this? What? That I am using my support network right now as we speak. Yeah. You, who who is helping me understand that, right? Because I could just be in a spot where, oh my gosh, this is never going to end. I'm not going to have time to do this and that. And you're saying no. So here's an example right now of me leaning on someone to help me in these times and to know, okay, what might be coming or how can I navigate this? So yeah. How do you like that? And 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 <laughs> I, I it's so funny you say that because I did the same thing at work. I always kind of look to people who'd been through it to, to yeah. know that things shift and change. And things are always going to shift and change in all of our lives. We don't know what the future brings. So when you can grab some time for yourself. And when you grab can it, do the things you want to yeah, do. Yeah, do it. Because you can't predict what is going to come your way. And your time might end up obligated to something that you That's do right. not have control That's over. Right. Yes. And so if you can prioritize it, do it. But we also acknowledge, we know that different people are going through different parts and different mm-hmm. things in their lives, and it can be more challenging that, well, well, than what we're experiencing right now. Like, but absolutely, you matter, and 
you have to look out for yourself. Okay, so let's review what we've scooped out of the well today. We wanna make sure that we are feeling safe, comfortable, and positive in our communities and in our own lives, and those two are connected. How do you wanna show up in your community? Then show up in your community, but choose intention. Maybe even choose joy. Mm -hmm. Say no to say yes, and do this by learning what fills your well. Remember, there will be trial and error with this, but you will figure it out. Join us next time for our bonus episode, Top 10 Game Changers to Start Up the Year. Until then, be well and do well.